Now broadcasting live via so Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom in here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing what? a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bagging Boardcast. It's episode number 172. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of the books that we are looking forward to coming out May 15th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's kind of a mishmash, goulash of... Timey-wimey? Timey-wimey. It's not really timey-wimey, it's a goulash. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, time and relative to... You know, what is happening now versus what was happening then, in a way. What? Exactly. I'm not sure. I yeah. thought, I, I thought it was something totally different. Yeah, I, I we're talking we about. We did what? talk about this like at two o'clock in the morning, but we should still have this down, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, we're ta- looking at what companies are doing to get readers back into comic books. Right. That's the overall theme. Was it? No, it was more about introducing people to comic books. Yeah, with the new an- the Marvel animated things that were coming out, right? Comic book day, uh huh. Comic book day, and that's that's getting okay. So what is that? That is the companies doing what? I I wasn't even getting, listening to Paul. Getting I was characters, just, getting readers, I was just interested in comics. You, you said getting people back into comics, right? You're saying these are new people, yes? And I I still know. That they're new, I think they're just lapsed readers, much like we were. But that's something we're going to discuss in our main topic. <laughs> it's all part, all part and parcel of the bag and board cast. And much like being bagged and board casted, we we drink. <laughs> that made no sense. Like I, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we have um, founders. It's an all founders. Beer, dark beer day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are starting with the breakfast stout. And this is a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Uh, 8.3%. And it's quite delicious. Mm-hmm. It has a nice vanilla note to it, I think. Uh, yeah. Nice malt. Very smooth. It's got nice chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, and y- you can tell by drinking this that it's an 8.3. Like, it's not like, Harsh, but you just you know when you take a sip it's, that it's it's, it's warming a big my boy. cheeks. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I'm rosy of color and jolly of spirit. It's got that alcoholness to it. Definitely chocolatey. Nice coffee. It's good. I had this on tap once before. and I didn't care for it. Is this it better? And, and I I brought it up, and you were like, "Oh yeah, it's not that good." What? Because I had it at Pizza I think, Plant, and I think, yeah. you're like, "Oh yeah, it's not that good of a beer." Then why did you convince? Uh, why were you convinced by this guy to buy a more expensive bottle of this stuff? I was going to get it no matter what. But, but the, the, you know that's what struck me as odd because then I just heard you being like, "Yeah, you know, it's really good." And I was like, "But you didn't like this before." I don't know what I when I had it. I don't know if it was just a bad bottle or an older older bottle or what. 
But I do. I enjoy this. I don't know what I wouldn't have liked about it. I, I don't. I wasn't there at Pizza Plant. I'm often not there at Pizza Plant with you guys. Uh, but uh, it's okay. You have a bedtime. I do have a bedtime. <laughs> I like to sleep. Uh, but this is this is good. You know, I've I've enjoyed basically everything that I've had from Founders. I'm trying to think of one a beer. A lot of that coffee. Oh, man. they're they're porter, right? No, no, we like the porter. We like the porter. We well, um, well, we like the porter, but it wasn't anything that knocked my socks off. But it's a really good porter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that backwards bastard, which backwards was bastard, backwards, yeah, yeah, was um, it was good, but it wasn't anything great. Was that there was a red ale? Okay. Um, aged, a barrel but, aged. You know, I, this breakfast stout, I, I'm putting up at one of the top of my list for stouts. You know, it's nice, it's smooth, it's it doesn't overpower me with flavor, but it's a nice, smooth, even keeled flavor throughout. It, it's got that really like strong coffee linger, though. Mm-hmm. It's just I, like black coffee. I like that. I think I might have been thinking of a different beer when I said when I told you, yeah, I don't like it, because there's nothing about this I don't not like. It's good. I like that coffee. I'm a dark roast man. When it comes to coffee. Yeah. I like my coffee black. And light roast. Light roast black. I like it black. And I like to uh, keep it out on my desk for a little bit at work. Like 20 minutes so it gets like lukewarm and not hot. Yeah, I'd rather have it at a drinkable temperature. (laughs) And then then I just slam it back all at once. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I gotta drink it quick. Drink it quick. Can't be let's, caught with the coffee in your hand. You gotta be working. And let's get working on some news. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you guys have anything, but I wrote down like a shit ton of stuff. Oh, well, let's, you, you, I'm, let's I'm, just start going down your list and well, let's see if I have the stuff on your list that's on my list. Okay, I'll let you go first. Then. Okay, let's while, go. While I'm typing up stuff for the website, let's go with we're gonna meet the agents of the shield. Yep, I have that oh. on my list. All uh, you know, on it, that's so what I would have brought up too. We got the the teaser poster image of it, and we also got the teaser of them uh, from I think Entertainment Weekly of the ca- full cast walking. Yep, we got that. And now um, there's going to be videos. Oh, there's going to be a teaser trailer. It's actually airing tonight, probably as we're speaking, because it was going to be showing with the finale of Once Upon a Time on ABC. Oh. So it'll probably pop up somewhere online as we're recording this. And then uh, you have those nice, it's their badges with the person's name and their specialty. Those are up, too. I didn't see that. But how happy are we to have Agent Colston back? I I am so I'm happy. Of two, I'm of two minds about that. We've talked about this before. I know. It, I know. it cheapens I... that catalyst for Avengers. And I know that's what they're going for with it. But at the same time, it's like, ah. Cheapens I, I'm glad he's back. Makes... I'm glad he's back because... Everyone likes Phil or Agent, yep. if you want to call him that. Mm-hmm. It's his first name. Um, but it just it, uh, see what you it, do do, it doesn't Iron Man two reference. Thank you. you go. It lessens my feelings for what happened in Avengers, mm-hmm. and not in that way. It's like, oh, Fury's a dick. It's like, no, that kind of just cheapened no, it. It makes me. Fury a dick. No, but it. I know. I and he I'm needs so, to be. I, I, I should, should probably feel mm-hmm. like that because that's what they want me to do. Is like, oh no, Theory's gonna lie to his own team about stuff to get the job done. I just feel more like, oh, 
that was such a great emotional beat in that movie. Yeah. It's I'm still think, a great thinking, emotional beat. I know, but I'm still thinking outside the... It's armchair director at this point, because it's like... Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's back. I, I love Colson. He's, right? a, he's an extremely likable character, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're bringing him back. And plus, he is, for the most part, aside from the little bit of fury we've seen, is the face of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. So I bring that up only again because I like being right. Because I... I, I wanted him to not be dead. I wanted it to be... When we talked about the Avengers after seeing I want, it... I wanted him I to be dead as a door now. I did not want him to be dead. I said, no, Fury's lying. That's what I'm going for the whole time. So I'm glad that uh, it worked out, and I'm glad I was right about the pronunciation of Aja. David Aja. <laughs> we went and found it on the Tom Brevoort springboard. Somebody asked him the question. It wasn't us, surprisingly. It wasn't us. Well, I think we were all pronouncing it... Aja, anyways, but there was mm-hmm. that like is is it Aja or is it Aja or Aha? Because you <laughs> yeah. never know with yeah with names. Like we spend so much time looking at the name printed on a page, you don't know how it's actually pronounced. Yeah, until like you see an interview. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's correct though. Chocobos. Yeah. Final Fantasy stuff. I have a hard time. Like when I first talk to anybody about Final Fantasy games, and I have to pronounce people's names, I'm always very timid about it. I'm like. And there was Sephiroth, <laughs> you know, because well, I, I feel like Japanese names are easier. It's you just break them down okay. into the uh, syllables. syllables, and it, then you're set. Yeah, but I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable all the time. I forget what that's a reference to. It's just something I think people say, but uh, but also yep. kind of in. Comic book TV news in a recent interview with Jeff Johns, he, he's still working on stuff behind the scenes over at DC. We don't hear about anything that they're doing mm-hmm. because we're going to be hearing about it all at San Diego Comic Con this year. Really? So he had a lot of stuff that he couldn't talk about, confirm or deny, but some of the things that came up were with the success of CW's Arrow, you will be seeing more DC Universe characters appearing in there. Within really? Arrow. Within okay. Arrow. Not within the CW. But there's also probably some more shows coming out. I know they they've been on. trying to, they've been working on Amazon forever now on CW. Well, after it fell through, the, uh, Ellen McBeal Wonder Woman fell through. Well, uh, and he did confirm that Booster Gold is still in development. That's something they're working on. And we talked about, uh, just last week, whether or not Blue Beetle. They, yeah. they shoehorned him into Smallville though, so you probably okay. won't see that. Because I, I think they're trying to go more just mm-hmm. straight up drama instead of like based off of mm-hmm. Smallville now. Because we never got that Aquaman show. Yeah. No. They, well, you they, could get, they did you, the pilot. You could buy the pilot on iTunes, and I'm not sure if you can still find that pilot on iTunes, but I think it's, it's still out there. there actually. Um, he uh, can't talk about the rumored 100 Bullets show on Showtime, which I think would be perfect for something like that. Uh, yeah, on a station like that, it would be it would be a hit. Um, also confirmed that Wonder Woman is still a priority, whether it's on TV or on screen. Uh, we got our first preview looks from Earth One Wonder Woman. We did. Uh, with and the being written by Grant Morrison, art by Yannick uh, Paquette. Uh, this is something we kind of talked to Yannick Paquette about at uh, the last Fan Expo. He just you know had a short conversation. And, and uh, it looks as cool as all his work 
from Swamp Thing. And with that double page spread, you can kind of understand why they haven't really released any news about this because it's insanely just detailed and gorgeous looking. And it's Wonder Woman as a warrior again. Yeah. It's not somebody who's unwilling to take a life, which I think DC's always kind of shied away from because she's a... They they have embraced it at times, though. Yeah, at I times. Mean, but with then, the whole, like, Max Lord thing. Yeah. And then people got into a hubbub about it and were like, no, she's a fucking warrior. Like It goes back and forth, it seems. And, you know, then they have her, like, even now, she's just killing monsters, you know, in Greek gods. It's, you know... um, uh, who was the writer on it when he ki- when she killed Max Lord? Um, was that Greg that, Rucka? Greg Rucka. I, I don't remember if he was on during that because that was all during the like, was, Omax stuff. So he it was probably right had something that. to do in that. Mm-hmm. He had to run, and he's the one that kind of made her the modern day. Like, no, she's an. She, he always came out and said, "No, she's an Amazon. She's a warrior." That hey, all defang and declaw the monsters when I can, but some some monsters we just gotta put down. It's and, true, you do. And you know, I kinda need that <clears throat> you need to find some way to make that work with a superhero, I think, with Wonder Woman. I I kinda like Wonder Woman just walking that line of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. I, I think it works for her because there's really nothing else that's steeped in mythology so much. I mean, yeah, you've got like the Justice League Tower, Constantine, those kind of characters that can break into the supernatural, but... They're in that magic like, like that realm. You know, the pantheon of gods there. Because mm-hmm. it is something that she came from, and there's really nothing else that dips into that at all. You guys should be picking up the trades. I I know. I There's two of them out now. It's right up your Are alley. they out? Yeah. yeah. yeah the first one's called Blood, and the second one's called Guts, I think. Maybe. I, I pick them up in the floppies or the issues, so I don't yeah. know. Pick them up in the floppies. I, I was reading an article where they were talking about reading them as floppies because in 2010, excuse me, in 2010, people started referring to them as floppies. You know, yeah, that's a that's a pretty common term. For I think it kind of fell out of vogue again, though. I think we just call them single issues again or monthly issues, like the monthlies. I don't think people really. Yeah. I wasn't caught off guard by Paul saying mm-hmm. floppies, though. I never, I, I never, I never, I never heard, heard it before. Go back well, and you... listen to our first couple episodes of the Back and Boardcast, John. Have, have you ever Can't. heard of? <laughs> have you ever heard of the Spider-Man villain, the Rhino? Yeah. Did we get a uh, first image of him? We got the first picture of him uh, from oh, Mark man. Webb, post on Twitter. Um, I hope it's played by a guy named Paul. It, it is a Paul. It's well, Paul, Paul won't see it now. <laughs> He wouldn't have seen it anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, it's not the rhino. It's his civilian, uh, civilian persona, Alexei Skrovich. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's a Russian yeah, mobster. Yeah, he looks, yeah, he looks exactly like that Russian mobster. And he looks like the Russian the mobster, mobster from, from Hawkeye, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. But, um, this is actually a scene that's. What been, do you mean, bro? What do you mean, bro? Like he's wearing like the Adidas tracksuit. It's and it's kind of funny. Like those tattoos, we the just, Adidas. We just finished. Yeah. Hawkeye last week. And I'm sorry about all the pips and crackles. I'm gonna try to clean that up and repost the episode at a later time. I don't know if I can. I don't no, know what no, happened. No, you're not. I, I don't know what happened, so it might be beyond me. But if but, I can figure it out, they'll be reposted. Uh, this is actually a scene that's filming right now in Rochester, New York. Yeah. Right down the road from us. And I say down the road. Be- 
it's like still it's like an, an hour 90. drive. It's like an, yeah. But it's you can get there from here, and it's not terrible. And this is something like at work, I've had people I work with being like, "Yeah, you know, it's cool." My friends were sending me pictures from it. I just think it's annoying because I couldn't get to the supermarket that I normally go to without going 20 minutes out of my way. Because they've got rows blocked off because mm-hmm. they're filming like a huge chase scene and car crashes. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I'm glad it's a Spider-Man movie being filmed entirely in New York. Or mostly entirely in yeah, New York. Yeah, I wouldn't say that without knowing like 100%. Yeah. Well, they've said that they were actually going to be filming in New York City this time instead of a lot of the Spider-Mans that have... Even Daredevil was done in Los Angeles, and then they digitally like put stuff on yeah. to make it look more like <clears> a New York skyline. Um, so that's some. They had to redesign skylines to make them more, look more like New York City, much like Joe Casada redesigned Angela to make her look more like a Marvel Universe character. Yeah, and, I saw some about that. I'm not not huge into Spawn or Angela, and I'm not really reading. Guardians of the Galaxy, so this is kind of one of those things that I thought was cool. Well, she'll be in Age of Ultron, book 10, or issue, what, I forget what they're calling the issues, because they're not calling them issues. They're calling them floppies. They're calling them floppy 10. Floppy 10! (laughs) In floppy 10. Uh, no, in book 10, so she'll be making her Marvel appearance, first appearance there, and man, Joe Casada definitely has a Joe Casada look to him. Like, you can tell Joe Casada hair on a character. Yeah. When you see it, and he loves the big old belts. Like, they're huge belts. I am belts, belts are fun to draw. I guess so. How often do you get to draw belts? Me? Well, if, Never. You're, if you're joking, I'd probably often. Yeah, because he can just put them on whatever character. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just draw belts on whatever you want. Yeah. Rob Liffield loves it so much, he made a career out of it. Oh, He did. That and shoulder pads, too. Come on. He likes drawing shit. He draws guns, swords, pouches. Hey, throw gun. more on there, dude. Yep. Makes you Do happy. Go for it. Yep. Little tiny ankles too. Yeah, dainty. Hey, hey. All the strength comes from the the calves, not from the ankles. <laughs> yeah, powerlifting calves. <laughs> but yeah, Angela. Uh, I have no idea what this character, who this character really is, other than a spawn like kind of character. Uh, so uh, yeah, good on him. Good on him. Um, also. I'm trying to work a good on you way, but whatever. Um, at their most recent stockholder conference, Disney announced some more news uh, that Pixar continues to do really well, and they've got a, a bunch of projects in development for the next five years between new properties and sequels. They've already announced the Finding Nemo sequel, Finding Dory, this past, like it was in April, actually, April 2nd, I announced it. Yeah. Um, By Ellen. Yeah. Which, I love Ellen. She's awesome. She's but, always wearing her sneakers with her suits. But they said... She's like a doctor. I, more. I would like to dress like her. She's got a good fashion sense. She does. He almost got the haircut. Hey! <laughs> but... Hey, sneakers with with suits. Doctor Who. I'm just saying, Ellen uh, could be... She, she could be the British. doctor. She can't be a doctor, though. Also, also uh, Robert Downey Jr. So he's wearing the sneakers with his suits. Yeah. yeah. Prowl's press. But we've got more sequels coming from Pixar. Oh, really? Yes. They're, they're, they're in the Disneyfication of Pixar with a sequel fication. But Disney's gotten out of the sequels. Yeah. They haven't done, besides like the live action stuff, mm-hmm. since the uh, 90s. And that was all Michael Eisner. 
Right. Because it was cheap and easy money for them. Mm-hmm. So, but what, what do you think they're going to be going for? Because we've got Monsters University. That one's still coming out. They've already announced Finding Dory. Um, didn't I hear something about uh, an incredible sequel? That's something people are throwing out there, but the guy who directed that is actually doing another movie for Disney right now, live action one. Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian Bird. Brad Bird, who's gone in to do some great live action stuff. Say what you will about uh, the Tom Cruise. Uh, Mission Impossible 3, directed by Brad Bird, his uh, live action. Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was three. No, that was four. Wow, I have not seen three or two. <laughs> uh, three was um, Abrams. Oh, okay. Well, four, Ghost Protocol, was really good. Yeah, that was it, his uh, live action. That was debut. his first live action movie. It was entertaining. And Brad Bird, director of one of my favorite animated movies, Iron Giant, I believe. Yeah. No. Yeah. Pixar people, they they do good work. I mean, John Lasseter, Brad Bird, Andrew Stanton, like. They they know what they're doing. They make. I want to. I want to want to see. What I'm saying is, he's moved on, and I want to want to see an Incredibles movie without Brad Bird. You know, I think he added so much. He did the voice of the Igna Moles, right? I think. Or did he do the? What, somebody that worked on it did the voice of Sinistro. What is Sin? Not Sinestro. What's the syndrome? syndrome? That was Jason Lee. Oh, okay. And so. who did Edna Moles? Edna Modes? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I it's, yeah. it's, but it's me with so my full time memory. That's something that, you know, they could wind up doing. He also said he wanted to do uh, Star Wars, too. Yeah. But what else could we I mean, Toy Story, they said they're not going to do any more because they're focusing on doing the shorts, and they've got a Halloween special supposedly coming out this upcoming year. But Toy Story 4, do you think that's something they would probably go for? I think, think so because it could be a whole new. I mean, he, you know, with him giving the toys at the end, it could be a whole new movie. Um, I mean, the cars didn't do that well, so I don't think they would go back to that right away. No, yeah, Rat, well, yeah. Ratatouille. I never saw Ratatouille. Ratatouille was really good. It was good. I don't know if they can. Ever Red do a Bird sequel. did do the uh, voice for Edna Moles. Okay, Edna Mode. Yep. Sorry, I knew he did one of the voices. I couldn't remember if it was Syndrome or Edna. I am. Do you beat it? Sorry, I derailed you. I'm like producer Scott right now. It's okay. But what? what uh, what? Bugs movie? Life? No, I didn't like Bugs Life. Bugs Life is actually pretty good. I don't know. Came out with Dave Foley's doing nothing. So, yeah. and well, it, here's the thing. Uh, what's his name from Fox? Jeffrey Kassenberg found out that Disney was doing a Bugs Life, so he fast tracked another computer generated movie. Yeah. About bugs called ants, and I hate it. So With Woody Allen, you can't fault Bugs Life for Fox trying to knock them off because mm-hmm. Jeffrey Katzenberg used to work at Disney too mm-hmm. until he got canned. So, and what was the other one? A B movie. Ah, oh, that was horrible too. That so was Seinfeld, I, though. Yeah, yeah, that was again, Seinfeld and that DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. I never I, saw. So all I'm saying is, of all the computer animated bug <laughs> movies that I've seen. I have not liked any of them. <laughs> They're in a class that stinks, and it's not because of the stink bug. I'd be okay with Dave Foley coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that bug's going to sound so much more bitter and washed up. I saw a joke uh, sequel for Up. It was called Down, and it was the kid looking into a grave. Well, they uh, they could possibly do an Up. Get it? Because... Yeah, yeah, we got it. Walt is dead. Yeah, 
It was funny. <laughs> if you, you even see up or if you yeah, have, I did. Okay, I didn't I know did, that was no, what you didn't well, see. It I didn't see, make you cry. I didn't see it in entirety in its entirety because my eyes were so blurred with the tears that it that filled up my eyes. That's one of my like, favorite. Three or four different times in that movie. No, f that movie, John. It makes me cry. Uh, <laughs> that's do, why you I still need to see Toy Story. No, then because no. I'm uh, done. So much better. I up up was great. Like I loved all that emotion. Like if if it's a movie if a movie can get you to, can move you like that, it's it's done its job. Like and oh. it, and you're just watching a computer animated movie and it's so emotional. There's nothing real to any of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In I, I that it it did its job and it did its job in spades. Like it's it was perfect. It's going to be interesting to see what they... Because I think we've talked about every Pixar property. Yeah, I have just no, about, yeah. No idea what else they so can what else? do. Unless they actually go back to their, like, original, like, the shorts. Short stuff? Oh, yeah. wait, uh, Wally. Oh, Wally was one, too, but... Uh, I never saw Wally. Wally I loved good. Wally up until the humans. Once once he got on board once the, he got ship, on the ship, I was, I was kind of done. With John Reisenberg. He's in all the movies, though. I know. But, I, you know. Wally was great. I, I really enjoyed that. I really it? enjoyed it. Up until the I humans. I don't think I yeah. why, why didn't you like the humans? It, it just got to this. Hit a little too close to home? It was a little preachy at that moment where it's like, oh, we're all. And it was. It's, it was it's, extremist in its vision of the future. It's not that far off. It's, n- it's not, Paul. I think that's why it scared you. <laughs> Wally was not meant to be a horror I film. I didn't Paul. care about them. I cared about Wally. <laughs> Wally's it's a solid movie. And it lost itself. And it was a after that point, it was a bunch of him. Like he was just a um, he was no longer the lead character. He became shtick. Because he became the he thing was, that he got hit the around. and the C-3PO. Yeah, he became the thing he that got... pushed it along, though. Yeah. He was the thing that got just beeped and pushed around, makeup put on him, and all this other stuff. He was just there for the laughs, and he was no longer the focus of the movie, which started he, off so well with him. Well, okay, you say no longer the focus of the movie, but the first half hour of that movie is like just him on a planet alone. Not yeah, doing which was it. awesome. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing though there's no there's no plot up up to like he gets on the ship mm-hmm. and you find that oh no we made such a mess that humans are all just on their hover rounds eating whatever mm-hmm. they're told to eat being fatties like there's no plot up to that point you're just watching a robot like chase bugs <laughs> which there was a bug in that movie yeah. oh but it wasn't <laughs> I'm pretty sure the bug was voiced by Dave Foley too. <laughs> it was the movie tie-in. Oh, tied them all together. Yeah. All right, let's keep on going because we're at 26 minutes. What, what else is in your news? Um, well, I have something that we're probably gonna be talking about for the main topic with the first footage of Big Hero Six coming out. Yeah. So I'll probably hold off on that, but okay. put a pin in it. Uh, Robert Downer Jr. no longer being under contract to do un- any other the Iron Man movies and or Avengers because still, yeah, still he's talks. fulfilled. Still in talks. talks. Um, and one of the big things is from um, to reprise his role in Avengers 2, they only offered him $500,000 more. Which, yes, that's a lot of money, but the movie well, made 
here's billions. A, I don't know if you've seen the infographic. He got paid fifty million yeah. for the first one. Everyone else in that movie got paid around five million. Mm-hmm. And one of his stipulations too is he won't do it unless everyone's paid somewhat equally because everyone should be compensated for their work. Mm-hmm. So either he takes a, a pay hit or everyone else <laughs> paid like another 40 million. We, we all, before Avengers came out, we all wondered how they could possibly spend that kind of money on getting all those great actors together in one movie and now we're going to see that reality happen in the Avengers too and i mean he this is where it's gonna he was the first one you know everyone else who came on technically captain america is the first well yeah but he was he was the he was the first it's in the title card it's in the title he was the first movie to come out and he was also he's also the bigger name out of all those movies you know I mean, Chris mm-hmm. Evans may be the next, but even that, he does a lot of more independent, smaller movies and stuff that hasn't been very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's his uh, what's his name that plays Thor? Uh, Chris, Chris Helmsworth. Helmsworth. Chris Helmsworth. He's becoming a big property, you know, but mainly that's because of Snow White and the Huntsman. That that just propelled him <laughs> right up. <now. laughs> but but because of Thor. Yeah. You know, so these guys have those other guys have more of a career. Because of this movie, but we even we, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was redeemed with Iron Man, though. Yeah, like before that, be- when people when he was announced as he was going to play Tony Stark, people were like, "Oh, is he actually going to finish that movie? Will he stay out of trouble long enough?" No, he had to been finished that movie. He had been clean for probably a good eight to almost ten years by that point. But this was the biggest film that he's worked on before that. Like this is this yeah this is this the biggest a lot of faith since in since him. that yeah he did a lot more independent works yes. so he didn't have a lot of that giraffe I, but I yeah, still yeah. love the the phrase giraffe money it's so much money where you could ask how much giraffe costs because you know you could buy one yeah probably not fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly it's probably a lot less than fifty million to buy a giraffe and really like. I, I, that kind of money gets people well, into trouble. Who needs more than like you've already, you just got fifty million? Who needs like I need another fifty million dollar payday? That's and that's the thing. Like, if I was ever a celebrity, be like you're going to give me a million dollars to do a movie, a million, <laughs> a million, like American dollars, right? Not Canadian. A million dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, you're doing wait. a sequel to that movie I got paid a million dollars to do? You're going to give me another million? <laughs> like, for a lot of people, a million dollars yeah. is life-changing. He got like, 50 million ex- yeah, exactly. for one movie. Right. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about Iron Man 3, still the number one movie in America. It's yep. closing in on the $1 billion mark worldwide. It's at $950 Thank million you, Chinese right cut. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Insane amount of right? money. It made more money when it launched internationally than it did its opening weekend domestically. So its international weekend yeah, but it, release was larger. It's a lot more. Yeah, there are a lot more viewers, but a lot less screens. If, if they don't bring him back, I will, re- I will take over the role of Tony Stark. I won't be good at it, but on the upside, you won't even have to give me 50. I will do it for a million. <laughs> I, you're, I, you're welcome. Uh, uh, I, I will do it for 500,000. 
You go with Chris Roy, you're getting quality. I'm just uh, saying. So it's, you're gonna look so awkward in that suit. Talking about oh, it's gonna be so huge. <laughs> you're gonna look like C3PO with the the, the <laughs> like the, the arms on it are gonna be long enough. <laughs> uh, talking about money and making money in movies. Uh, the second movie to on our bracket, The Great Gatsby, did come out this weekend and it opened 50 with fifty-one point okay. one million, hey, which you- got creamed. So therefore, Iron Man creamed The Great Gatsby, cleaned The Great Gatsby's clock. It's still pretty good. It's still better than most movies last summer. Iron Man's still number one there. Like, yep, yep. So Iron Man moves on to the second round. I thought you were showing us something. No, I was, <laughs> but then I was like, I was like, is he showing us the uh, reindeer that he drew? I'm reading the bracket to see uh, what else is. Did, did, uh, <laughs> Star Trek's the next one out. Star Trek is the next one out. Okay, it's yeah. it's the list of uh, who's doing what voices for a Christmas special. Yes, it is. I just thought like Dan DeDio, and then like Paul's name. I just love Dan DiDio. What can I say? But uh, I also love comic books. Are we good? Uh, I also love reading comic books. And I'm looking forward to reading the next comic book that I'm picking up this week after I drink some more beer. That sounds like a plan. That's right, Paul. we got to talk about this next beer. Uh, and this is the Kentucky Breakfast Stout, or KBS, from Founders. Um, this has been cave-aged in bourbon barrels for a year. Like and it's what they do with blue cheese? Like what they do with blue cheese. And this is you the... you that blue cheese left, by the way, Paul? I do. It was really good. We can have some after. Eat that later. Yeah. Um, and this is 11.2%, but this is the beer that we just had aged in bourbon. And you can really taste the bourbon. It's... It's got a great sweetness that the regular uh, breakfast out didn't have. You got kind of like a little bit of that chocolate, but it was quickly covered up from the coffee Mm -hmm. with the regular breakfast. But this. This definitely has all the bourbon up front, and then it mellows out in that warming sensation. But it leaves you with a vanilla-y, chocolatey, like just sweet goodness. It definitely does have that alcohol bite and nip at the end. It warms you, too. Like You feel it go down the esophagus. But um, listeners... You've heard me say that I like bourbon uh, from just drinking bourbon-aged barrels beer. I need recommendations for what kind of bourbon is actually worth my money. Um, <laughs> because... Well, Paul, you, for, you will be getting bourbon for your birthday once once I get paid. It's okay. um, John John sent... Because that's what... Yeah. When I was talking to John about what to get you for your birthday, uh-huh. it's like... I want to get Paul Bourbon because we have all these bourbon-aged beers now, and you just keep being like, I, I think I, I like bourbon. I think I like bourbons. So it's something that I was looking into, and then hey. fucking finances went to shit. We've all been but, there. Uh, as soon as this Friday comes, I'm going to be hitting up Premier. Make sure you get your house in order first. You know? Oh, no. it's okay. like don't little, little, little background. I just started a new job. Yeah, like and the paychecks ago, which become weird. Each of my last paychecks was a half paycheck from each of my places of employment. And when you don't budget and you think like, oh, yeah, I get paid this week. I can pay all my bills out of this one. And I get paid this week so I can pay these bills out of this one. It doesn't work when you only have a half paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I was recently just in that same boat, Chris. I completely understand. It it's, it sneaks up on you too because you're yeah. like, but usually I have 
so much more money left after doing everything. How do I not? Oh, wait. Yeah, I only yeah. worked a week. Luckily, I got paid out from vacation days that I did not take. I don't know if I got paid out for my vacation time oh, from GameStop. That is look. New York State law, sir. That, uh, you get that. I have to look into that. Called into their HR department right away. They will have to mail you a separate check. Because I, I was going to see if it came through, like, if it was going to be direct deposit separately. Mm-hmm. But I have to look into it. Yeah. That's something. Anyways. You call hey, up HR. So this, this hey, KBS guys. KBS, KBS is really good. And, uh, and we're drinking it out of official KBS glasses. Because this is, more legit. this is a beer that you had to have bought a ticket online month or two before it was released. If you got that ticket, then you could go to the brewery and pick it up. If you didn't, you didn't get any KBS, and uh, I was able to get that ticket and went and bought it for the show. If you can find it out there, listeners, definitely get it. It, was, yeah. it is so choice. It was a very small – anything they had left over from the release and what they had, they um, they put out to certain places. But coming from Michigan, I don't think it got anywhere close to us out this way. But uh, it is delicious. It is very good. One like, I would take this any day over the regular breakfast out. Oh yeah, like the breakfast out, it was okay. It, it was okay. It just it didn't have enough there to make me be like, oh, this is a stout that I will pick up. I enjoy. I I enjoyed it. I I kind of would like a little more. You kind of get a little coffee on the nose if you can get it through the bourbon, but I'd like a little more coffee to this. Not that this isn't. I mean, as a bourbon stout, it's I, delicious. But I'd I like, like that kind of. Caramely, it's like nice warming. Uh, everything about this. No, I um, I do. I do enjoy anything bourbon aged. I think we all we're all kind of on that yeah. boat. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like, I would do that voodoo release again in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, of the stouts that were bourbon barreled, really enjoyed. Because man, I was so excited last week for that. The black, black, the black ops. ops, and it was just so watery and just yeah. it like, did not have the same. It had hints of everything. This fulfills on the promise. Yeah, cave aged for a year. Don't know. You know, I guess it keeps it at a very even keel temperature, but okay. You yeah. know, it's yeah. a cave. Like I don't feel more like Batman drinking this. So <laughs> therefore, but oh my you, gosh, will you <laughs> feel it would be like... the best home brewer. Would you feel it more like Batman after reading your book coming out this week, the fifteenth? Uh, no, probably won't feel more okay, like. Okay, well, Batman. I know, I know what book you're probably not going to be picking. I, I'll feel more like a young kid thrown into an intergalactic uh, space drama, and that is because I'm reading Nova number four, uh, written by Jeff Loeb, art by Ed McGinnis. Uh, they're a classic pairing. And this is like one of those stories that I love. A kid that's in a kind of a crummy home situation, kind of doesn't believe that he's going to get anywhere in life, suddenly plucked out. And much like Cameron. But yeah, I was going to say, just like, just like those and much, characters. And goes on an adventure where he learns more about himself and the and maybe finds an inner strength that he didn't know he had. Much like Cameron. He's not he's, like Cameron. He's, he's really, he's really twisting that. <laughs> Much he's like really This is a conversation we had last night with Paul and at, our, our friend Matt. At one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> After playing two games of zombies. 
And Game uh, of Cutthroat Cavern. <laughs> I like that. Game. And DC Injustice. And Risk. Oh, that was a long Risk game. Yeah, but that's what you sign up for when you sign yeah, up for Risk. That's, that's, that's the only way you can. I knew it had to happen. That's why it hit the game day went 24 hours. But you're you're digging Nova still? Still digging Nova. Uh, more than Guardians of the Galaxy? Because they both yes. came out or, or more relaunched so, at the same time. More so than Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Because Guardians of the Galaxy is this team, but I'm still not sure if I like the people on the team. Okay. Granite, Rocket Raccoon, and Glamora, right? Or Gamora. Gamora, yeah. Gamora are in Nova also. But I, I like the, the skateboarding kid. I know you said is who seemed a little too cool it's, for school. That's... Uh... But, uh, as soon as you see a kid on a skateboard, you you know the writer's trying too hard. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I get that. But, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm glad you are enjoying I'm it. I'm glad you enjoy a book, John. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy a book. And a team that I enjoy is uh, Jimmy Pamiotti and Justin Gray. And they have a uh, one-shot coming out of uh, Dark Horse Comics um, called um, Deep Sea. Uh, art by Tony uh, Atkin, and um, it's uh, all based about this lone survivor of this um, kind of a venture team um, that does stuff in the sea, <laughs> and uh, it, he's uh, the survivor in his survivor guilt and kind of what happened previous to put him in this situation. Just so you know, that's not coming out until the 20th. I know, I don't have anything for this week. So I was taking that. <laughs> okay, I was and then I Because I have another book for next week. I know. So you got two books for next week, zero books for this week. So I grab one of my books from next week. You, you weren't going to take one of the books that I'm looking forward to? There's so many, you know? No. Nightwing number 20, you're not looking forward to? I don't, I don't really read Nightwing. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws? That's an old standby yeah. for you. Wonder Woman number 20? Yeah, I wanted to do something different. Okay. By not picking a book from this week. <laughs> Very good. Paul, you've done that. Chris has done that before. Well, this is a book I got last week. I didn't talk about it. I'm going to do it this week. Well, you guys have done that, so thanks. Uh, have thanks. I done that? Have I done that? Yes, you have. Have I done that? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I know I've missed books. I might have been confused at which date we were doing because of time machines, but I don't know if I've done what you're suggesting that I've done. I know I'm looking forward to a book coming out this week. I'm glad you're looking forward to a book. <laughs> you guys are fucked up. <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, it's actually from DC Comics. It's Justice League of America's Vibe number four. Uh, this is a book I enjoyed when we did the number one for the look back. What was it? March now? Yeah, it was a while. Four months ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I was like, yeah, you know, I could check it out. I saw Yeah, number, you had no hope for it. I saw number two on the stand. I was like, yeah, you know what? I like number one enough. And it's it's a fun book. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, written by Sterling Gates. Art by Pete Woods. Uh, vibes going up against Batman right now. And it's, it seems like he's finally kind of coming to grips with, uh, maybe he is working for the baddies over at Argus. So he's uh, and who's writing this now? Because the first one was um, Jeff Johns. I I I just said it's written by Sterling Gates. Did you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was looking at this card that Paul had given me for ten percent, ten dollars off absent. What What happened yesterday? Was it Paul that? <laughs> yeah, was it was me. Paul. It was yeah. 
We had the exact same thing, like, oh, boy, did you guys see this right after John had finished? Yeah, how did that feel, John? Oh, it felt fine. No, you felt you felt betrayed. Well, you, but you, you know, gave me a, str- a strong lashing, by the way. You deserve it, though, Paul. Everybody does. We you give know. each oh, We always do. Yeah, we do. But you don't expect it from me. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> We've come to be used to it from you, Jono. Uh, much like you come to be used to a little something here, listeners. Now, a dramatic reading from She-Hulk, number eight, page 11, panel number two. <clears throat> That's it, Justice. Drop your telekinetic shield. I ain't afraid of anything those jerks throw my way. Yeah, right. You think the shield's in place to keep them from you? And that was your dramatic reading of She-Hulk number 8, page 11, panel number 2. Paul, did you find Night Force? Or did did we just hide it so good that we can't find it now? (laughs) I don't think we can find Night Force. (laughs) I really like that She-Hulk, that dance lock She-Hulk run. I know you do. You, you really enjoyed she I had the the first trade. Was that Dan Slot? Yeah. Where she gets, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, looking at the cover, it's She-Hulk standing there. Okay, now this is your second chance. If you don't buy my uh, my comic, I'm coming over to your house and ripping up all your Civil War uh, variant covers. It was in my hair. But uh, what's not in our hair is what is on our mind in our main topic. Yes. Yeah. Which is what again? Which is what is it really kind of stem from just the how big uh, New Comic Book Day is coming, and then the fact free, free, free comic, comic book day. What did I say? New comic books. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm always excited about new comic books. I mean, yeah, that's why we hey, have well, a list. That's why we, you look forward to them next week. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. This week. But free comic book <laughs> just they just came and passed. Just came and passed, and it was so big that you guys couldn't. You guys who went there on Saturday couldn't even get any. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with the Marvel announcement of their new animated line of movies that are going to be coming out with, what is it, Hero 6? Hero 6. It's uh, the first DC animated feature film. This isn't going to be one of those direct-to-DVD movies. You said DC. Yeah, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, you're right. Disney, Marvel, not direct-to-DVD. Not direct-to-DVD. The, theatrical release, all animated. I, I, I was thinking okay. like those direct-to-DVD DC and Marvel ones you've gotten, yeah. like Doom or... Uh, Planet Hulk. Exactly, like Wolverine uh, vs. the Hulk, Wolverine mm-hmm. vs. Thor. This isn't one of those. This is a direct to the theaters first full-length animated feature film done by Disney based in the Marvel Universe, and it's Big Hero 6, which is based off of a team of Japanese superheroes that first debuted in an issue of Alpha Flight. Okay. Yes. Wow, they dug deep for this one. They 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 dug deep, but the it, because they couldn't give us runaways. They 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 <laughs> couldn't. There's there's so much more stuff to do. But here's the thing: it's something fresh, and it's got like a bizarre kid appeal to it. It's almost like Power Pack, but not as cheesy. Cheesy, yeah. Um, and the creators of Big Hero 6 are Steve Siegel 
and Duncan Rouleau, who have worked in comic books for years, working on Alpha Flight, X-Men, Superman. Uh, Duncan Rouleau did the Metal Men miniseries that came out like two years ago now. And they've also started their own company with other comic book writers, Joe Casey and Joe Kelly, called Man of Action. And their most notable creation so far has probably been Ben 10, the cartoon that's yeah. on, is it Cartoon Network? Or cartoon Network, network. Cartoon and it's network. been through three different iterations. So you had Ben 10, then you had Ben 10 Alien, Alien Force, Force, and then Ben 10 something else, I forget. He's, he's older now. And they had a live action Ben 10 movie. Really? On Cartoon Network? Mm-hmm. And they they also have another one called Generator Rex. Um, mm-hmm. Siegel and Rollo are working with Marvel right now and Disney. They're doing the Avengers Assemble cartoon that's going to be coming out on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. And they're also working on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, too. Well, that makes sense because Jeff Loeb does have friends that work for Men of Action. So, <clears throat> so the, these are comic book creators that have gotten into animation, but are still involved with those comic books. And, and well, because from, and when you're pitching this movie and you say from the creators of Ben 10, you're going to have a mass appeal because that cartoon is huge. I was going to say, uh, because from what I understand, Man of Action has a great studio to work in. So most of the comic people but people are still going there or go to that studio if they have a friend that works there or if they're doing stuff for Man of Action and also their comic book work, that's where they go to do their work. And because also you have other people there to bounce off ideas from, you know? So, um, and it's kind of weird because I think Jeff Johns has friends that work at Man of Action and Jeff Loeb also. So there, there's been some, Red Hulk, Red Lantern, like, uh, criticism. Like, they're like, were, were you guys both at the same office that day? <laughs> like, what, what happened? You know, kind of funny stuff like that. From what I've heard around the, uh, watering the, cool, you know, the, the, the water cooler, the water coolers of, uh, the internets of the, you know, interviews with both, you know, kind of, kind of both of them. When they're talking about the floppies. Yeah. When they're talking <laughs> about the floppies. And again, this is, it's a bizarre pick. They, it's not a Spider-Man animated movie. It's not even something like Runaways, which is a little bit more of a proven franchise. It's a kid superhero team that debuted in like a bizarre Alpha Flight number 17. And nobody buys Alpha Flight. I'm sorry, Canadians. Even you don't buy Alpha Flight. You ask about Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight every time I'm up there in Toronto for a convention. But if you don't buy it, nobody buys it. We They print it up there and you guys don't buy it. <laughs> nobody cares. It's true. Um, But it has something that it's, in most people's mind, it's going to be new and fresh. And it's going to, it's going to appeal to, to kids. It's going to appeal to, you know, parents who are going to have to, to go see this it's and the like the animation still like the stills and stuff look really good yeah so far they only have a couple seconds of animation up and it's mostly environment shot like it's a street of the city it's called like san francisco okay it's like san francisco mishmashed with tokyo it's Mm -hmm. a lot of neon it looks really cool but and there was something within this property that someone at Disney Feature Animation was like, 
hey, no, let's let's do this. Yeah. But what's kind of crazy is we're saying, oh, it looks great for kids, but what? I don't know if there's any mainstream Marvel or DC book that's really kid-ready. You know, they're all on the edge of teen. And in fact, they even rate most of their books for te- as teen and mature, especially after New 52. Yeah. And over at DC and over at Marvel, like, I think Marvel, there are some more books books that you can hand to a kid and be okay wolverine and the x-men is on that edge yeah but that's i would i wouldn't give that to just like an eight-year-old i would probably be more inclined to give it to like a like a 10 or 12 year old and that's when i think of kid like comic kid comic book reader i'm thinking about the eight to 12 you're you're thinking more of that power pack yeah and they don't have a power pack book out and this book Big Hero Six isn't out. Like it, it's you know not. I mean? It's not something that's being published. You can't walk into your comic book store or right. even like a Barnes and Noble right now and grab a Big Hero Six trade paperback off the shelf. So, but you probably will be might. able to get number one of a new series oh, when yeah. it's close or, to this movie coming out. You, you might be able to get an Alpha Flight trade, like <laughs> no, one random one. It might be number three. Or something which has nothing to do with the book. But. Um, but like you mentioned that, I think something that would be like really popular with kids would be like a Shazam book. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a, a eight year old that get can turn into a superhero. Like if they Writer of Bone, Jeff Smith. Yep, he had the magic of Shazam, Shazam and the Monster and, Society. Yeah, a book come out, and it did okay. It did better in the trade. But it didn't get, the thing is, we, we hope that this brings readers into the comic book stores so that more month, more single issues uh, yeah, are sold. I, yeah, I, right? Like, yeah. that's. But I, I'm, what I'm saying is like, if that was put out, if you told a little kid the premise of, oh, he's an eight year old, just like you, he says a magic word, he turns into a superhero. And you put that out as a, as a animated feature on the big screen, I think little kids would love it. They did it almost with the DC Direct DVD thing. Yeah, but that was more of Shazam and Superman fighting Black Adam. Like, that wasn't about... That wasn't... It was (laughs) cool. But that wasn't about that little kid being a superhero. It wasn't about a teenager being a superhero. Big Hero 6 is about kids who are superheroes. And that is the appeal that they were looking... Marvel Marvel and Disney were looking for to put out an animated movie based on superheroes i'm just saying that awesome great they'll get kids in the theater but i don't think it's going to get kids in the comic book shop because the because there is no supply there that they are that they might be demanding they might show up to the comic book shop they're not going to walk out with a marvel book i hope they walk out with bone i hope they walk out with i I think there's enough stuff mouse guard I hope Mouse Guard Bone. Those are two great examples. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. there is more stuff out there like Hero Baron Kid. Um, yeah. Chris Caruso does that G Man book, which mm-hmm. is more for kids. Uh, what's the one? I, the I, uh, the Return of the <clears throat> what is it? The Return of the Gen- What is it? Oh, the Return of the Dapperman. Of the Dapperman. Yeah, from like, Arcadia. Yeah, from Arcadia. Arcadia's got are, a lot of books that are geared towards Boom's kids. Boom's got all those kids' books too. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got the Adventure Time books. They also have the other one from Pendleton Ward, the Bravest Warriors, mm-hmm. which yeah. was his other creation. Which that's the only way you can get that right now. 
there are a lot of kids' books out there, but not Marvel kid. You know, they do have their like Marvel kids line. The uh, what is it? Adventures, Marvel Adventures, yeah. right? Is that still going? I think I they still know. do have that because I know when I go through the Marvel previews, there's like four pages of like, oh, it's Spider-Man adventures. And it's like, here's Spider-Man fighting the lizard. Maybe. But here's the thing. Right, go ahead. Not, not to cut you off, Paul. No, no, no. I have kinda, a point that goes on later. This kind of ties into something that you mentioned before with Comixology. Mm-hmm. Is saying they've had their biggest year ever since what was it, 2010? They, they've uh, this past October they hit over 100 million downloads. Okay, so maybe you know That's we might not be getting me. kids coming into the comic book store based off of that Big Hero Six, but with how Comicsology does stuff, as soon as that Big Hero Six movie comes out, you're going to be able to get all those Big Hero Six issues off their app for 99 cents each. How, how many people are going to do that? John, you buy stuff just because, like, eh, it's on sale. Yeah, it's things that seemed interesting, I, I buy them. Um, but also, like, at my birthday party, mm-hmm. um, my little buddy Lando, eight years old, what was he holding in his hands? iPad? He had an or iPad. iPod or whatever, some sort of it, it was digital an, it was device. A, yeah, it was like an iPad. And his dad downloads comics and books and things for him on that. And he, he buys comic books because he, he doesn't go to a comic book shop. Every once in a while he's yeah. like, hey, we should go to a comic book shop together. And like, we're both off on Mondays and our, my comic book shop is closed on Mondays. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's tough for him. And like, the only thing he does is he orders things like on Amazon because right. he can order it and it'll show up the next day for him. But he gets, he gets books for his son on the iPad. Hmm. I, so I, not not to sound like old curmudgeons, but we we're from that generation. We go to the comic book shop. Yeah. We dabble in the digital, digital stuff. John more so than I think I either one of you. you do. Mm-hmm. I, I downloaded three books today. Yeah, yeah, that's more so than any of the other of us. So kids are more likely to do that. I I see it all the time, just out and about. With kids that are walking around with their parents' iPhone or iPad because, hey, I'm going to be shopping. This is going to keep Johnny quiet. Not you, John, but little Johnny. That's, that little Johnny. That's what they yeah. call their kids. I, I have lots of parents or friends of mine who are parents who have interactive stuff on those. I would and only, they, I would hope you only have one set of parents, John. You said I have lots of parents. But then I know. I'm sorry. I know lots of parents. Yeah, I know. But I thought it was a funny joke. It I, wasn't, and I, I apologize. Had a, I had a step. Sorry. I had a step, mom. For a little while. For a little while. Still one set. She's kind not of, a complete set. Kind of a bitch. <laughs> she was. Oh, this was my current mom. But that's a different story. John, I am so, on Mother's Day. John, on Mother's Day. I'm sorry. I stepped all over your point, and you I know, apologize. I, I bought my mom uh, a terrarium. I, I bought my mom a terrarium. I wanted to buy her a smaller one, like the twenty dollar one. But the, <laughs> there's, the, there's, no, there's nothing that's just like fuck you, mom, on Mother's Day. Like, like the smaller terrarium. Sm- yeah, so I had to buy this bigger one that was like thirty something dollars. And I was like, is this all we, is this, is this all you have left? And the girl's like, yeah. And I go, I don't love my mom that much. And the girl was just shocked looking at me. And then when I cashed out, cause I bought like a fruit tray and some other stuff for today mm-hmm. for my mom, and it was like, $60? I don't 
don't love my mom $60 worth. Wow. What was I saying? <laughs> you know lots of parents that I know lots of parents occupied who, with well, they, you know but it's things that like they they get games on it and you know they have games there. It's something that when they're in the car they can give to their their child to play or when they're somewhere and they're having dinner with adults they can give the game it keeps them quiet it keeps them from going under the table and running around the restaurant right or you know just keeps them occupied for that little when bit when i was a kid a smack would have done that <laughs> pretty much now i feel old <laughs> now, what i'm saying is maybe the built maybe the business model or what marvel and dc are banking on isn't getting the kids to read their comic books now but getting them introduced to the comic book characters and the idea of comic books either through iPads and you know the direct download stuff but getting them introduced to the characters as kids and then later on when they have their driver's license and they can drive themselves to the comic book store or they're older and can appreciate the books that they're actually putting out. Like they uh, like, the like, I, like us. <laughs> I think that's always been because I remember watching the Super Friends cartoon. Right. I I didn't read comic books, but I would watch Super Friends. I had to have all the different action figures. Yeah, and hey, here I am now going to the comic. Book See, shop it's a right business now. model that you know, is sustaining itself. There's always a Batman cartoon on. Yeah. There's always a Spider-Man cartoon that's in some incarnation. Yeah, like yeah, you know, I I grew up watching those. I grew up reading those. Like comic books were always in my house. Teen uh, Titans Go is going to be premiering. Teen Titans goes back. Yep. actually now. And again, like I said in the Weekend Geek with Jeff Johns, he was talking about everything that they have coming out, and he was like. If you want to see more DC animated stuff, watch Teen Titans Go. That's something that they are looking at. People yeah. wanted that show to come back. Because they yeah. had to kind of cancel the the DC Green, Green Lantern's gone now. Green Lantern's gone. The whole hour, that hour of programming, the hour block that they had. Uh, it was Green Lantern and what else? I'm forgetting. I, I don't have yeah. cable. There's yeah, other stuff so I don't on know it. I don't know. Network. But Cartoon Network, I don't know. Yeah, but, but this fact remains, I mean, they took stuff away because people weren't watching it. Mm -hmm. It just was not doing what it needed to. Ad revenue wasn't there. It wasn't getting the ratings. Whatever. And it needs to be there if you want to get those kids hooked. Like it did, like it did for me. Yeah. It gets them hooked and then you kind of forget about it. And then all of a sudden there's this built in nostalgia yeah. <laughs> for you because you're like, Oh man, I remember when I was a kid all of seven years ago. No, that's nope. what makes me sound old. Yeah, uh, it was not seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, not no. anymore. I, no, you know what? You know, but but I was at probably that time frame. what like five, six years old when Thundercats was out. Mm -hmm. I love Thundercats. I had the I had the sword. I had almost Shitty all of the back, toys. Though. Can't go back when. Yeah. When we were first getting into comic books, and and they put out that that Wild Thundercats yeah, miniseries, badass. I I picked it up. I Chris picked it up. Issues. Yeah, like those are things like no, nah, I won't get rid of it because this is good. I can't watch the cartoon anymore. Right. The newer ones that are the Robotech but, stuff because I loved Robotech yeah, growing not, up. Not good though. Yeah, the book wasn't. Good. But here's here's the thing. Now they have 
new Thundercats cartoons out, new Thundercats action figures, video games, because IPs people are our worth age, something. they grew up with it, and hey, now they have kids. Uh, yeah, I I ordered the, the He-Man trade, you know, the trade, because I, for some reason it was shipping weird, and I was missing ordering it. It's why but, we got a Wild Wild West movie back in yeah. the late 90s. Well, that was... I don't think that was a nostalgia thing, but just a, a... No, it was people that watched it growing up. They watched the show growing up, yeah. Well, and then no, they had kids, and they thought, hey, we'll go see this Wild Wild well, West movie. No, but the show from, like, my, my parents watched it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you for making my point, John. The, Again, Lost in Space did the exact yep. same thing. The, mm-hmm. There's a Lost in Space. My aunt then... brought me to watch her, to that movie because she loved that uh, mm-hmm. television show. And she thought I would really enjoy it. Did you? No. It's horrible. It Did you, bad do you enjoy movie. Galaxy Quest more? Yes. Yeah, yeah Galaxy Quest is better. It's, it's a better movie. We all passed my test. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that recently. Really? Is that on Netflix? I think it was on HBO Go. This is a side conversation. <laughs> Anyways. But here's the thing. They, they are trying to catch people any way they can. And mm-hmm. to kind of bring this back into free comic book day, there was actually a lot of hubbub and hullabaloo about this is the free comic books that are giving out in the stores, mm-hmm. the comic book shops do have to pay for those. They only pay like 20 cents an issue. Right, because they have because to cover shipping and basically... They're covering the yeah. printing and the shipping. But they're giving those away. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those free comic books, there's not supposed to be advertisements directing the readers or customers to go online to specialty websites or vendors because it's meant to get people back into the comic book shop right and that was something that um this was the first year that they actually dropped the all age appropriate rating like every issue had to be like hey you know anyone can read can read this and the walking dead came out with a free comic book day issue from image Mm -hmm. and in the back of it was all this hey go on to the walking dead dot com and you know, buy all this stuff. Check out The Walking Dead over at this website. Yeah, buy the omnibus and, collections and all that jazz, yeah. And comic book shops are like, whoa, we're basically advertising for other websites mm-hmm. on our dime. Like, we paid to advertise yeah. for Literally The Walking Dead. Literally on our dime. Literally. Like, they paid A for dime. the advertising yeah. of that site. So that's something that they are going to have to look into again for next year because... They do want people going to those shops. It is their livelihood. Hey, 2012, you saw 80 million comic books ordered by the specialty shops alone. Uh, and seeing as the number one, like, the best book sells, you know, sales of 2012 was, uh, was it Justice League, uh, number one? Or was, was, it, was that 2011? That, that was 2011. Okay. I think it was The Walking Dead number. But it only had like not even a quarter of the million. When the number one book for the whole year only sells a quarter of a million issues, and eighty million were sold through the direct uh, marketplace by your local comic book shop, that means the vast majority of your books are being sold by these people. Online counts for a very small margin, and the big retail shops very small margin. Like, we have a spinner rack at, like, our grocery stores. It, it's actually a really good spinner rack. Though. Yeah. I've it, been, I've it been has able some to solid 
I've been able to pick up issues that I've missed in the I mean, spinner rack. Like I, that's where I go to when I, like my local comic book shop is out of an issue. I'm like, I'll just just try I, the spinner rack. I've walked past it before and just like any time I go past, it, I always just give it a spin to be like, oh, what do they have on here? Like every Green Lantern, Superman, every Green Superman, Lantern, Batman. Batman. They had like the Dark Horse Buffy stuff. Yeah, there was like they Willow usually, number three there. Dark like, Horse is Man. always very prominent there, and then they have like the Simpson book and and some other stuff. But yeah, it's 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 it is really interesting about that. I, yeah, I lost my train of thought. No, like right. I, yeah, I, just, I thought that was worth mentioning. That it's like mm-hmm. we have a better spinner rack than like you know you see Archie on it. Like yeah, we have a better Sonic spinner rack in our neighborhood than maybe some people have at than at a comic book shop, which yeah. is kind of weird. Well, I, rem- I I remember way back when we first started doing this, probably like episode number three mm-hmm. in the Weekend Geek, we talked about how Marvel Comics had signed a deal to put their books back on the newsstands at Seven Eleven stores. And that was huge for them. Yeah. It is a really big deal. Uh, and, um, you know, like one of the things like last year's hardback Arcadia, mm-hmm. you gave it to me to give to Arcadia. Arcadia. I'm sorry, to give to um, Arcadia's a brewery. Mm-hmm. Their cereal killer's delicious. Um, 40. No, that's a different one. That's a different brewery. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, Never mind. But they, you gave me it to give to, to, to Lando, and there was three books in that that his dad ordered on Amazon for him because that's the only place he could find it because it was like that, that rusty, it's like a little kid kind of book. And there was two other ones that he just was like, these are so cool. And his dad's like, damn it, John. But like those, those free comic books like that, they, you get them in the right hands and, it can cause you to be buying these books. I just wish people didn't have to go online to buy them. But then again, I hate having to go online to buy, like, design, quote-unquote, designer board game stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because when you buy online, you have to know what you want to buy. There's no discovery. Like, when you go to a comic book shop, there are stuff, there's more things than maybe you're looking for on the rack. And you have an opportunity to buy something that you might have not wanted, you know, you might have not gone in there looking for, but man, after reading it, you're happy that you did. Yeah. You know, there's, and you can ask somebody and and be like, what's good? We've all done that. Like, what should we be reading? You know, Don's Atomic Comics. He has his, like, Don's Dirty Dozen. He's he's got, like, three, like, different stands on his counter. It's like, read this. Read this. He's got like the flyers printed out. It's like, <laughs> no, guaranteed. Like, if you don't like it, return it. I'll give you your money back. But yeah, you're gonna love it. You uh, get that online. That, that's how I I fell in love with Constantine. Was it was there, and I was like, it's this good. And he pulled up his sleeve and showed me his Hellblazer tattoo, and I was like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll get this. And like, I loved it. Like, I I bought just almost all the trades you can get. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the discovery angle that you don't get online unless you somehow unless you click on. unless you click like I'm gonna buy this like hey maybe you'll like this I'm like well that does sound like something I would like but no yeah you do you, you need know? to you need to be in that shop and it's too bad or that you there need to are... listen to a podcast and interact with podcasts and kind of yeah. develop relations you need to develop a relationship with people that you trust to recommend things. And it's easier, or much easier to do that at the comic book shop than, I think, online. That's all I'm saying. But 
What are we doing? I, I don't know. What? Did... And if you think you might have a good relationship with us from what we've talked about and what we've discussed, we've got a little bit something that uh, we're kicking around here in the old brain dome. It's the uh, Bagman Boardcast digital swap. Yeah. Um, we buy a lot of comic books. Some of them are now Marvel. And in a lot of the Marvel books, they give you a digital code in the back of them. I have never peeled one of those. I, neither have I, because, you know, we read the floppies. Yes. So what's, why, why download it? I have it right in front of me. So if we ever talk about anything that you're interested in, and it's a Marvel book, and it has that code in it, let us know. Um, I'm trying to think of a way that we can actually let you know what we have mm-hmm. code-wise, because you can go back like a couple months after the issues have come out and still redeem that code on marvel.com slash digital or something. You know, I'm picking up those Novos. You know, I've picked it up for Weekend Geek. I'm I'm doing the Wolverine now. Um, Wolverine Wolverine and the X-Men has it. All new X-Men does. Um, Avengers vs. X-Men has it. Does uh, Age of Ultron have them? I don't know. I I honestly haven't read anything more than that number one. Um, Superior Spider-Man has the digital codes. So I'll I'll compile a list of what we've got. Age of Ultron does. Age of Ultron's got it. So we'll compile a list, we'll put it up, and if there's anything on there you want, let us know, and we'll send you the code. And if you have any codes for books that you're not going to be redeeming, hey, we'll gladly take those off your hands and we'll read hand them, them, talk about them. Yeah, or we'll hand them off to somebody that wants no. to read them. Dude, if it's we're, something... We're, we're taking them. No. Anime... An, anime con, anime girls, I am not ever going to read but would you read one to talk about on the show? No. No. I, I couldn't justify uh, buying Fearless it. Defenders, I'm not going to read. Why not? Not a creative team, not characters that I'm interested in. But they could do a bang-up job. It's not a creative team or group of characters that I'm interested in. It needs to have one or the other. One or the other. It could be a new team that they actually do something, or it could be something. If somebody said they were interested in it, and I had it in my hand, and I'm like, I could be a dick and take it and not let you enjoy this, which you say you will enjoy, and I have a very <laughs> low percentile, uh, you know, uh, lookout for this book, like, there's only like maybe a 10% chance of me liking this book. You're telling me that you, yes, you definitely want to read this and enjoy it. I'm I think not we gonna... found our next trade in policy. <laughs> I'm not going to bet on my. Yeah, you can buy that you one. You know what I mean? And by, by the way, our pre recording conversation, uh, Lake Erie Monster is Great Lakes May seasonal release. Okay. So that should be up soon. Wonderful. Which I'm looking forward to. Oh. We should do that head to head with the uh, Alchemy Hour. We can. I I'll think Alchemy Hour is still gonna be better, but I'll save yeah. you. And Double Trouble because Double Trouble from Founders and Lake Erie Monster are very close in my mind. Hmm. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I, I just saw it, so I had to throw it up. Uh, something else that we should probably talk about is our last beer. Yes, the beer that we're constantly <laughs> drinking, uh, and this is the Founders Imperial Stout. Uh, this is, uh, doomed uh, to be the last, but also the... 10.5. The heavy of the group. Um, Actually, the the KBS was more. Well, I, yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, I'm not, I'm not absolutely loving this beer. It's, no. Um, if I, 
I would not. What are the chances of falling absolutely in love twice in a row? <laughs> like one right after the. I liked KB. I liked, I, I liked the regular breakfast out too, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, out of all of these, yes, KBS yeah, is the, KBS, KBS is the winner mm-hmm. hands down. Probably most beers that I've, we've had just recently. I enjoy this as an imperial stout though. It, it's, it doesn't have what I look for in a stout though. I don't, I get, I get more of that imperial, like just in that, like kind of alcoholy taste. I get a little bit of that alcohol burn bitter at the end, but I do get a lot of coffee, dark roast. I get a lot of chocolate at the end. Oh, the upfront, like that first sip though, like it's hard to describe any flavor or get any flavor. It's all aftertaste for me. It's, yeah, yeah. You, you get dry. that. You get that roast right yeah, at the yeah. end. Like, and it, it's a nice roasted taste. They are like they are um, five month old bottles. If that means anything, mm. with something this high, I would think that it would hold better than that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a full mouth beer. Like after you've yeah. taken a sip or chug or it hasn't got teriyaki, so no. we know it is. Yeah, contact. I think it's got enough alcohol that it it's not going to turn that teriyaki it's it's like coating my teeth and i have to like get it off you know this is something like when uh in next february when we do the aged imperial stouts Mm -hmm. versus the fresh imperial stouts like it's something that i'd be interested to see what an aged one of this to a fresh one is i i'm really hoping the fresh one's better and i'm hoping it's just like we're having it in that in between yeah fresh and aged like it's in pupa stage right now. The larvae. I, I, hope, I hope. No. Not great. No. All right. But what is great? This show. And how do we know that? When you rate and review us over on iTunes. Do we have anything more to talk about from the? No, I, I okay. think I think we're all in yeah, agreement. All in. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. You know, comic books publishers how they get new readers is by making young. Eight-year-olds fall in love with their characters, and, and then just waiting until they're able to actually read their product. And here's the thing, and, you, know, you know, in Arcadia, uh, can, uh, or, or not Arcadia, Arcaea, Arcaea, and Image, and the other independent books, get out there, steal those readers, get them into comic book shops now with their your uh, awesome. Awesome here, books. Here's the thing, not to kind of get right back into it, but those are the books that you see them in hardcover on the bookshelves when you go into like mm-hmm. a Barnes Noble. I don't think Borders exists anymore because I was no, going to say that. But they're done more like, hey, it's a book to read than it's a comic book. You yeah. know, it's but when we in the presentation to, there. Like when we talked to Scotty Young uh, at the Boston Comic Book Convention, right? Yep. That's where we did uh, he he was saying, you know, he was worried about that his his monthly issues would just fall by the wayside, you know, when he went on the uh, Oz books. And it turns out that just as many people are buying those monthly issues as they are in those hardcover backs. And I think it's kind of interesting that uh, Marvel's able to not produce soft paperback copies of those, but sell it at those just that hardcover back hardcovers only. At that premium price, but the the monthly issues are doing well, and he's getting just as much fan response from those as he did back when he was doing uh, what Deadpool and uh, 
other, like, oh, he was on new X-Men. All new, right, new X-Men? Or what was the young X-Men group at that time? Uh, back in the day. I don't know. That's Scotty Young was yeah. working on. He, Generation X was that? No, not, he, not he Generation did, he X. He's on a lot of like yeah. covers. Like, and he was on. Yeah, he did the covers for Human Torch. He did the interiors for Human Torch too. That's oh. where I first took note of him. But yeah, I, I, yes. I, sorry, not to no, not to get back into it. But yeah, just got young. But I, I really do hope that these movies. You know, either it be Avengers and Iron Man 3 or Big Hero 6 are able to, if not create new readers right now, plant the seed. So maybe later on, these, the people that go see these movies, the families that go see these movies, the kids that go see these movies, finally decide to, hey, give comic books an actual shot. And because that's where I'm coming from, like that's, that's me. You know, it it was X Men, the cartoon series that got me that got me into reading comic books, and then totally forgetting about reading comic books forever. And then you guys saying, "Hey, Paul, you should check out this comic book shop and go with us and buy comic books." And then me buying absolute crap and hating and comic you were books. You just going buying like everything, and you're like, "Paul, you don't have to buy so much." And you're like, "No, I'm gonna get into comic books." Yeah, it's like anything with Paul. It is like you're I'm gonna do it. <laughs> lightsaber fighting. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Paul goes yes, hard. Yes, yes. You're writing on this website, but you know what we should do? Podcast. Uh, it's easier. Okay. Than writing. It, it really is. <laughs> look, look how much we've written versus how much we've recorded. Yeah. Yeah. We just recorded 120 minutes of of our show. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm sorry for the weekend geek guys. How much? How much? Sometimes we have nothing for weekend. When was the last time we've written 120 minutes worth of anything? I don't know. Not mm. even our Christmas episodes are 120 no, minutes. No, Paul. <laughs> we the, the writing though. The writing yeah, process. It takes, yeah. it takes us a lot longer. Long. But we don't produce. <laughs> that was days, and there was a lot of drinking. Yeah, that's in everything we do. But. As with everything we do, why we do it is for one reason, one reason only, at least for myself, and that is to get ratings and reviews on iTunes. That's My segue I... for doing that was way better. Fine. Let's do it. <laughs> Take it over. No, do I'm the done show. because do I, was do, I was doing that, and edit. then... Go ahead, edit and post it, John. Go ahead. Do it. Do it all. <laughs> did I do it? You did it. I did it. You're listening to it now, so I must have done it, right? <laughs> I don't know, like, I was wrapping it up, and then Chris was like, is that all we have to do? And then we just listened to you talk, like, you just talked. Not that it was nothing wrong with that, but nobody else was saying anything. I was done. But Paul was going off of what I said. Chris and I talked. We had a discussion. There was back and forth between the two of us there, John. Were you not listening again? Hey, did you guys see I was this? Just, I was just staring at Paul the whole time. I only heard your conversation. How it, dare you say a did, segue was better than mine? So did we do the full rundown? <laughs> Write and review. Email us, contact at bangboardcast.com. Follow us on Facebook. Like us over on Twitter. 
If you want to uh, get in on our digital comic swap, yes, definitely uh, email us. Definitely email us, contact at bangboardcast.com. So or, we've got Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. uh, Superior Spider-Man, Avengers vs. X-Men. I've got a couple AVX issues, all new X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men. Nova. Nova. Well, uh, the Wolverine now's with uh, Paul Wolverine, Cornell. Paul Cornell. And if... DC offers a digital plus. I'll try to make sure that I buy those issues well, th- instead. Oh, you're going to pay that extra dollar for it? I will. I will. If somebody asks me to. If if someone says, hey. Yeah. I don't even know. What do they the Green I Lantern? I have no idea. Justice, Justice League, League. Batman? They have to have a Superman book they do it for, too. They have to. You would hope so. I'm hoping the Batman Superman will have it, but you know what? I don't think our comic book shop ordered. gets those digital plus issues anymore. I, I, I think it's one of those things that if you order it, you'll get it. Oh, yeah. I don't order books, so I'm sorry, listeners. And I never order them. I don't, I don't order books. I go on Wednesday. That's what I do. That's what you do. I order them. I order. I won't order those books. I'm sorry. No, I won't That's either. Fair. So never mind. Because <laughs> I don't know how to order. I never filled out a previews. It's really easy. I've yeah. never done it. You basically and look I never the, and say like, "Oh, I'll take one copy of." Guys, I can drive a company Green car to my comic book shop. I'll take now. one issue of I'm good. Green Arrow number one for two ninety nine. I'll take one issue of Batman number twenty for two ninety nine. Like, why wouldn't a guy go to the comic book shop while I'm being paid? See, I co- still go to the comic book shop. The All company my books gas. There you, you still have me. to do it on company gas. You still on go Wednesday. to the comic book store. <laughs> yeah, but if my boss learns that I can just order them instead of needing to be there at a certain time on a Wednesday, but you st- <laughs> then I won't be able to, to leave be there to get them. I guess. Yeah, you can still go and then be he like, doesn't oh. have to know about that. <laughs> just don't tell him. Listen to this episode. <laughs> be like, listen to everything except for one seventy two. I don't think my boss knows how to download a podcast. Well, you can always stream it hey, off. Don't of talk Bang shit Bork. about your boss, Bang too, Paul. What? Don't talk shit about your <laughs> boss on the internet. <laughs> Doesn't listen, it's fine. Oh, oh famous my mom stories. listens. Paul, remember we had the discussion before about like those one-week paychecks. You don't want anything <laughs> yeah. coming up. That's true. He does have to approve my time card. So until next week, listeners, uh, get paid. <laughs>